You're listening to the Fit Me Forever podcast, episode number 36. Welcome to the Fit Me Forever podcast, hosted by the OmniFit. We're about all things fitness. We help women get off the diet roller coaster to find sustainable health, embracing life right where you are on the way to where you're going. I'm Coach Jody V, a certified nutrition coach who specializes in helping women become physically and mentally strong to regain energy for a life they love. I would like to welcome my co-host, Kayla Duncan, owner of the OmniFit, and fellow colleague and nutrition coach, Taylor Bloxham. Together, we are the OmniFit. Hi, ladies. Welcome to the Fit Me Forever podcast. We are on part two of our episode number 36 of our just recent episode um, on how to move from a structured style of eating to more of an intentional approach to our our diet. In this podcast, we're going to gain some groundwork and um, really try to approach this process and gain new insight on how to apply this style of eating. What do you ladies think? Yeah, I'm excited to pick up where we left off. And in terms of, you know, our last episode, we really talked about the value that can be gained from a more systematic style of eating, like our main topic was macro counting, but um, even different point systems and things like that, um, encouraging you guys to really take note of how that structure was set up and what worked for you and what didn't. And as you move into this more intentional, intuitive style of eating, um, what that looks like and, and on the ground level, like how to actually make it work for you. Um, a, a lot of you guys are listening and you have concerns about body composition. You have goals. So you're not ready just to kind of, you know, eat whatever you want. That's not why you're here. Um, and so we want to encourage you on how to, how to do it appropriately where you don't have to ignore your goals. In fact, um, it's a very freeing way to eat and you know how to do it correctly. So I'm excited about digging into that. Yeah, absolutely. So when you think about it, it's like what happens is you're you're moving through a, a structured plan and something in life changes or your needs or your emotions around that structured plan. You, you just sense in your, really in your gut that something needs to change. It's, it's not necessarily, not that you're not still getting results, but you are starting to feel very, perhaps burdened by it and you want to branch out a little bit. You want to under, get a better understanding of your body and how it responds, but you are perhaps paralyzed with fear because you're afraid you're going to revert back to things that were not best for you. Right. And that's the question we often get is, I need to know what's best for me and, and can I do this? And I think about it always as, you know, consistency is creating trust with yourself. And so yesterday, you counted macros and you, you're thinking about, or you're on some type of structured plan and you're thinking about making this change. So what do you do? Um, one of the things that I love to tell clients is let's look at what thing, or let's do that same thing today with the being really dialed in to what that, what those portions look like, um, what those food sources are, um, what was the timing of when you ate them? What have you learned from all of this? And so tomorrow, or maybe that's today, let's try to bump one of the things that we um, continue to rely on. Maybe that's the scale. So yesterday I really zoned in on, you know, what is 100 grams of protein look like? Or maybe over time I go 100 grams of protein if it's beef 
or turkey or chicken or whatever it is, like I have a visual picture in my mind of what that protein source looks like. And so when I make that decision to, to kind of branch out a little bit, maybe the first thing I start with is just protein, let's say. And um, so I'm going to make sure that every one of my meals has protein. And I know that visually I need about this much protein. And I've got five or six sources of protein in my back pocket that I already know what that visually looks like. And so I start practicing that. I start practicing that at every meal. And then, then I build from there. Maybe I add that the carbohydrate, maybe I'm still measuring my carbohydrate sources and I'm okay with that. But there's a lot of different ways to go about breaking it up to move from a more structured plan to something that's more intuitive. How do you guys um, go about it or instruct people to go about it? Yeah, I would say the biggest thing is to just um, exactly what you said, Jody, is to focus on one thing at a time. And, you know, what comes to my mind is, is specifically, you know, going out to eat or kind of breaking free from a structure that was once so consistent and known and dialed in to almost breaking free and, and getting to learn more opportunities and, and to put them into practice, which is an empowering thing. It can be scary because you're starting this new process, but you know, when you go out to eat, start ordering things a certain way. Um, without butter or just focusing on more protein, like you said, Jody, and focusing on specific areas um, because that's where I think a lot of freedom um, can come from um, is when especially one thing in, in my own experience is, you know, it's, it's okay if you gain a couple pounds or, you know, something – something is, is tugging uh, back and forth from um, what you once had known with what you're trying to learn, I think that's a really important process. And so um, I think there's a lot of learning opportunities in, in breaking free and trying those new, those new habits, specifically going out to eat and, and ordering things a certain way and doing one things at a time. Or you begin giving yourself permission to mm -hmm. use what you've learned. And maybe you've just followed something blindly and really haven't learned anything. So that may be the indicator. It's like, oh, I need to now, really before I really make that jump, why don't I really zone in and learn something? So it just depends where you're at in, in the process. I mean, don't you think that it, it, everybody has to look at that individually? And maybe not being afraid of a little weight gain, but how much is a little, you know, what is that? line for you and that tolerance level for you is something that you also got to, you know, kind of gradually work into. Mm -hmm. Yeah. A lot of times um, when working with a client and this is going to be specific to someone that um, has someone by their side. And so a few um, foundational things is that um, it's a lot easier to navigate um, this intuitive, intentional style of eating when you're not coming from a dieting mindset when you're not coming from um, calorie restriction. It's going to be a lot more challenging to navigate your energy levels and your hunger cues when you're coming from that, when you're coming from that dieting cycle. So if you're more at a maintenance phase, um, that would be one of my first recommendations is for somebody to kind of maneuver themselves out of that dieting place into a more um, like a rough maintenance. It doesn't have to be the six month kind of thing, but at least a couple weeks to make sure that you're not reducing your calories so much 
um, that even the slightest bit of a little bit more highly palatable foods could send you off the deep end. Um, and then I always like to suggest starting with the weekends. Typically for most people, um, you guys are going to be Monday through Friday structure. Um, even if you're a stay-at-home mom, there's going to be a level of structure. Or if you're a regular nine-to-five type gal, there's going to be structure where you might be used to packing your lunch and things like that. So that makes your life really easy. And that might be where following a system is not burdensome because you have that all worked out. But on the weekends where you have a little bit more flexibility, it might be an opportunity in a controlled environment to, you know, make scrambled eggs and, you know, let's say French toast for your family. And instead of weighing everything out or cooking your food separately, just enjoying the portion that you provide for yourself and eating and stopping when you're full and then navigating and saying, how does this make me feel? Do I have energy later? Because you're coming from the structure and you know well, normally I'm hungry. I ate at this time. Normally I'm hungry three hours later. Does the same thing happen when you give yourself a little bit of intuitive approach or what are those cues? It's going to be different for everybody. I know it's different for me, depending on what types of food that I eat, especially if I chose to eat a little bit too much at one meal. I know because I'm not hungry in a couple hours and I'm like, oh my gosh, I haven't gotten hungry in like five hours because maybe I had this giant meal and I know after so many years of doing this that that's not going to serve my body well long term, but there's no guilt in feeling like, oh, I, I massively screwed up. It's just knowledge that I'm learning about myself and what's going to serve me best. And so the more often that you give yourself those opportunities, the more you can kind of dip your toes in the water of what is going to work best for you. And what I've truly found is that a lot of people really enjoy some sort of structure during the work week because things are just so demanding. And whether that is measuring food on a scale or whether it's just you get used to knowing your portion and you pack your lunch, like it doesn't matter with this intuitive approach. If your friends invite you out for lunch during the week, you don't have to be scared because you've been practicing about what to order, like what Taylor said, or now you know your protein servings, like what Jody said, you know, so um, it's going to be, it's going to be different for each person, but it's gradual. I wouldn't even put a week, you know, timeline on it. I would say that just keep practicing and um, learning to trust yourself is a challenge that is going to be different for everybody because how you have experienced trust or broken trust in the past is going to be reflected in this behavior of quote unquote intuition. Yeah, I think uh, that is so right on. The key is is giving yourself opportunities to practice. And you can, you know, practice those intuitive things in maybe what seems counterintuitive ways. So if you know you're going to go to a particular restaurant with a friend or whatever, or another couple for the weekend, like one of the ways that you can kind of balance that and not get yourself in the trap is it's so easy nowadays. You can look up the menu ahead of time and kind of in your mind pre-plan um, what really might work best and still kind of fit with what you visually and already foundationally know about how food serves you. And, and even at the same time, maybe pick a treat or something that you would not normally um, indulge in, but today that you're going to, and so that you're proactively making choices. Mm -hmm. um, and I think we talked about that last podcast, that choice to be intuitive um, you're giving yourself permission. And it isn't, again, it's not an all or nothing thing. It's still within certain boundaries um, that kind of help you navigate. It's where, like you said, being at maintenance, um, 
initially is is probably so important because you don't you're not as tempted to go off the rails when you're you've not been you know if you've been in a dieting phase then you get the opportunity to go out and you you know it's the last supper type mm -hmm. of, type of deal mm -hmm. uh, so you know just framing your mindset around that and and giving yourself the opportunity to practice is so huge mm -hmm. and, and I would say to switch gears um, did I cut you off? Did you want to mention? No, something? I was going to say it like, you know, practice, giving yourself the, the opportunity to practice and, and feel successful at it, but also giving yourself the opportunity to practice and maybe fail at it. Totally. Right. You know, right. it's okay. Yep. It's I mean, one, it's one meal. Right. Totally. I mean, just with, with anything, um, as you're learning, think about, you know, when you went to the gym, think about when you followed whatever system it is that you're following, you probably weren't perfect at that you know, right away, but you found this, this ebb and flow of making it work for you. And for whatever reason it is that you're kind of ready to move into a more, um, freedom based, relaxed based way of eating, not so structured. Um, it's usually because something isn't working for you. It became burdensome. And so same thing. If know in your mind, feel your feelings, that's something I've been using a lot lately with, with several of my clients feel your feelings. What are you observing? Um, after you, what happens before, during, and after? Is it when you're going out to eat? Do you have, do you experience anxiousness around not having structure? What is that? Dig into that a little bit um, and give yourself the opportunity to kind of process what those things are instead of judging yourself for feeling that way. There's really no judgment if something makes you feel anxious or doesn't. It's more getting to that underlying um, reason what what's triggering that is what is it about controlling what you're eating that somehow creates a more stability in your life and what is it about controlling what you're eating that might feel burdensome to you as well mm -hmm. um, so they're got to be ebbing and flowing and you know like I said during the week people like more structure because they found that it was burdensome to try to make the decision what we talk about all this mental energy that it's going to take to make these decisions, maybe you don't have the margin to make those decisions and it's easier just to kind of create a safe space to be on autopilot. You know, the idea, the whole idea around intentional or intuitive eating is to, to actually do it without obsessive thought. Right. Exactly. You know? and, yeah. and that's like that we, but we have, we go through this stage between mm -hmm. Um, a, a way of eating or a system of eating to this like being obsessed with <laughs> are we doing it right what if we're not doing it right what are the consequences going to be all these feelings around it and sort of thing but the idea is to move beyond that where you you're making choices that you don't even have to think about anymore right um, not obsessed in that way with what you're eating or how much you're eating or whatever kind of thing there becomes a natural flow to the way that you choose food and what you do and so like you've learned some really successful habits around food and the content of food that enable you to work in that way with ease kind of like what I said like my grandmother like yeah. she she has worked with ease around food and enjoyed food all of her life without having excess any excessive weight and so how do we get back to that place where it's not obsessive but we're using knowledge to make choices that that serve us well mm -hmm. and some really key points to kind of point out is 
what causes the fear of less structure or the fear of messing up. Um, if we're being honest, the majority of people are fearful that it's going to impact their body negatively, not their energy. I'm talking about what your body might look like. And so there's also the balance of um, how you view yourself. If it's, you know, this body neutrality, body positivity, um, what your judgment is on yourself and why you want to be making changes. Um, those things can greatly impact your successfulness of being an intuitive eater. Um, being able to eat with intuition and freedom, um, it doesn't mean letting your physical self go. Uh, I've been eating intuitively for many years and, you know, didn't, didn't go and gain a bunch of weight. It's, it's really from tuning into what I know about food and what makes me feel good and what makes me feel good coincidentally also um, helps me look the way I want to look. So, well, and and let's face it, one meal that's off the charts and you know over bounds or whatever way you want to put it um, is not going to cause that kind of weight gain. It's not going to cause the the thing that we fear most. Our bodies are more resilient than that. It's the continual choice of doing that over and over and over again that gets us in trouble. It's the continual choices where we ignore the the feedback that our body's giving us um, that cause us to be in places that are not nutritionally sound or not healthy or not bringing us the maximum amount of energy or those thoughts that we continually battle with about body image. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's just breaking that one meal isn't that it's when it can, those choices continue. And which is why this is, can be such a good, a good process for people to really hone into versus counting things meticulously. You learn a lot in that, but what, what would happen if you didn't have this, this free reign of getting to learn your body with intentional eating and being more intuitive and then starting to tune into and lean into, oh, I tend to start to feel really nervous before I go out to eat or, you know, versus before it would just be covered up. You would constantly be reinforcing that pattern that has to be set free. Again, just a bondage that you're in. And mm -hmm. if you didn't take the time to to really learn through this process, it is, it is meant to serve you. It is meant to better you. You just have to be able to give yourself grace throughout the whole thing and give it time. Mm -hmm. Taylor, I remember when, um, pa you know, past contest prep, you were moving into um, kind of dipping your toes in that water. And we were having a lot of conversations around um, how many times is too many times, you know, not counting. At what mm -hmm. point is it going to negatively impact the physique that you work so hard for? Um, you want to tell the listeners a little bit about kind of your personal experience and how you kind of quickly overcame that fear once you realized how resilient your body really was. Um, tell us a little bit about that. Mm -hmm. um, I guess the part I remember the most is kind of just how I've transitioned even into this season um, in the life I am right now um, with with eating, just because I we teach our clients to do those things, but I'm like, I look back and think I counted macros for three years <laughs> or four years straight. And so I'm sure people do that all the time, but just you get to a point when you're like, okay, 
there's, I can, I can do this. I can eat without having to, to count absolutely every little thing and just trusting your body that you are, like you said, Kayla, you are making the exact choices, um, that you would when you're counting macros because you're eating the food that you like. And I hope that people use it as that tool. Um, and so I would say just the biggest thing is just, I just trusted my body through the process and failing and trying again and failing and trying again. Like I said, it's not a big deal if you gain a couple pounds or your weight goes up for a moment or things feel tighter, you learn that way. So you're like, okay, I'll tighten back the reins a little bit. And so, um, just giving yourself grace and just trusting the process of you can't throw in the towel if you tried a couple times. Um, and I think it's just such a, a freeing thing when you can just say, okay, I feel like, like doing this. You have to have some side of, some kind of structure and obedience, but I feel this way. I feel hungry again. And that's okay. If, if you just learn through that process, it's a totally freeing thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's really great. Yeah. So overall, um, between part one and, and today's um, episode of part two, the overall takeaway is that you identify if it's, if it's right for you to be um, kind of moving into one or the other, what is burdensome to you? The whole point in eating is not to stress you out. <laughs> the point in eating is to fuel your body. So like Jody said, it shouldn't be all consuming the thoughts. Um, unfortunately, that's the case for, for a lot of us though, is that it is very consuming. And whether you're eating or not eating, you're thinking about eating. Um, and that is what we don't want for you. And that is what we have really found um, to be freedom from, from being bound by any certain system, no matter what that is. And so pursuing that total health and knowledge of food so that you can reach whatever goal that it is by whatever way that you choose that doesn't bind you. You're not feeling, you're not in bondage by that and held captive by whatever system that you choose. Yeah, I think that just the having a foundational structure and knowledge does allow for freedom within some boundaries that can still that are, are still broad but they still have health attached to them that can still move you in the direction of your goals mm -hmm. and, and so having that that foundational structure gives you more tools in the toolbox um, to be able to navigate more freely and still experience the, the changes that you need or that you desire right absolutely mm -hmm. Well, there you have it, guys. Thank you so much for joining in to another episode of the Fit Me Forever podcast. If you guys have any questions, please don't hesitate to reach out via email at info at theomnifit.com. And of course, please connect with us on social media. All of our handles, our Instagram and Facebook are both at The Omnifit. And if you like this kind of content, if you like what we're putting out, please rate us on iTunes and Stitcher. That helps other people find us, and it lets us know that we're putting out content that you enjoy. All right, talk to you guys soon.